Hello, beloved children of God. I'm Grace Seaman, and you're listening to Catholic in College, a podcast to encourage college students that we're not alone in practicing our faith, even in the midst of a secular college culture. Today, I'm speaking with my sister, Rose Seaman. Rose graduated UNL last year with a degree in vocal performance, and today we're going to talk about her adjustment to life after college and offer tips to any college seniors listening. Rose, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's so great to be here. I'm glad to have you here. So just to start us out, tell me about your adjustment to life after college. Okay, I think probably the hardest adjustment was, you know, finding a job. And as you mentioned, my degree is in vocal performance. Um, And that degree doesn't quite have as set of a path as most college degrees do. Basically, in I feel like in the music school, you either go off and do auditions either in New York or California or you teach. Um, and most of the time that teaching takes place in a school. So my path after graduation was not set in stone. And I competed for the job of Miss Nebraska in the summer of 2022. Um, which was kind of my main focus after graduation. You know, at that point, that was the job that I was applying for, interviewing for, and truly auditioning for because of that talent part of it. Um, And so after that, when I was not given that job of Miss Nebraska or did not earn it, basically. But you got fourth (laughs) runner-up. You got, you were the top five. In Miss Nebraska, which I'm really proud of you for that. Just wanted to throw that in there. Thanks. Um, But yeah, at the time of graduation, that that was the dream job, so to speak. Um, And so not getting that kind of made me have to rethink what the next year or two, at least, was going to look like for me. Um, So, you know, after June and July passed started looking for jobs in Lincoln. And I have also been teaching private voice lessons um, to students since the summer of 2019. And so that's something that I've been really expanding on after graduating college. You know, the college schedule, as you and all of your listeners know, is very, very busy, time-consuming, especially, you know, evenings when you're not in class Um, And so I didn't have that time to devote to students and prepping for lessons as a um, college student. But following that, I feel like I've been able to devote more time to recruiting students and making my lessons really beneficial for those who have stuck with me through my college and my learning and getting a degree. Um, So that adjustment has taken place in the quality of my studio and expanding that is something that's really exciting. It's been really on my heart to um, just kind of mold the lives of young singers. And I have a form that I have all of them fill out. And at the end, I say, what is something you want me to know as your voice teacher? (laughs) And sometimes I've gotten really fun and cute replies from younger students but nine times out of ten, what they want to learn in voice lessons is how to be confident in this, in themselves. How to be confident in themselves. And I feel like that's so much of what I was searching for as a young person. 
um, not just exploring my talents, but exploring who I was created to be and how to share that with the world. Um, you know, St. Catherine of Siena says, be who you were made to be and you will set the world on fire. That's a good quote for that. So I feel like in a lot of my students, I see that desire for them, even at a young age, just wanting to learn how to be who they were born to be and use the talent that they feel God has given them and that I see in them to set the world on fire, to be confident. And so that adjustment has taken place. Um, One of the harder parts for me has been not being surrounded by an incredible community. You know, being at the Newman Center, you are so blessed if you are at the UNL Newman Center listening to this podcast, you are so blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have Jesus downstairs or on the main floor whenever you need to come and find peace and speak with him and listen to him. More importantly, you have the Eucharist and Mass and confession, access to so many sacraments and people with so much wisdom. Oh my gosh. Shout out to Father Robert Mattia and Father Sassy, because the wisdom that they provided through my years here and to all of the students is um, something that, you know, I can never pay them for. We can never pay them. But this is what, again, God has created them to be. Father Sassy's first name redacted. (laughs) (laughs) Father Alec. Excuse me. Yes, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Sassy. Yeah, um, great priest. Yes. Uh, Newman Institute is here with like Patrick Callahan, Father Amazing. Rolling. Amazing opportunities. If you're still at Newman and you have the opportunity to sign up for a Newman Institute class, shameless plug. That was the best class I took my entire four years of college. Um, I took philosophy and I am not an intellectual person. <laughs> I'm an, you know, artsy gal mm-hmm. who lives in the more right-brained mm-hmm. <laughs> side of life. Um, and I feel like that class just opened my mind to reasons why I am Catholic and reasons why so many people throughout history have written beautiful things about about um, the inner workings of man mm-hmm. and philosophical concepts that I can't speak to, but I loved listening to and reading Father Rowling, incredible teacher. So Yes, so we have access to all of that at Newman. And after graduation, that is not the case. Correct. Um, So I've had my own journey then. I've been out of school for, I think, eight months now, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And just searching for that truth has been a part of that journey. I have started, it's day 14 of catechism in a year. (laughs) So I feel like I get my um, Newman Institute philosophy fix from hearing Father Mike Schmitz talk about the catechism Mm. and why we believe what we do, um, which is incredible. And like I said, only on day 14, but I feel like I'm back in that classroom Mm. and I feel like I can exercise that part of my brain and my soul that wants to be a student that wants to be lifelong learning through 
through listening to that every day while I'm driving to work, while I'm getting ready. Um, yeah. Right. Even after school, we can still keep learning. I think just elementary through high school is very supervised, very much like here's a hard deadline and there are consequences if you don't meet it. And there's all these rules. And then college is a little bit more making your own schedule and you can like, you can slack off a little bit. Like the grading scale is a little bit easier. So like more freedom there, but also more personal responsibility if you, if you want to do well. And then after graduation, it's like literally whatever you want to do, like you make your own schedule. Like I guess based on around working hours, but it really is up to you if you want to continue learning. Especially delving into topics that you aren't focusing on on a daily basis in your nine to five job, or in my case, in my studio and my nine to five job. I'm not learning about topics of faith like I was in philosophy, and I'm not learning about the deep, you know, side of music and why it works like I was in my undergrad And so seeking out ways to learn and topics that you want to learn more about, you have so much freedom to do that post-college. And that's really a blessing because, yeah, our hearts, our souls are not made for this life. And so soaking up as much as we can about topics that range, you know, from X, Y, Z is... Um, something we're very blessed with. We're blessed with the opportunity to do that. And, you know, the digital age we live in, it's hard to find silence. But at the same time, we have so many tools at our disposal to be lifelong learners. And like I said, you know, um, Ascension presents in all these YouTube channels and podcasts and things like that where we, and this podcast even, (laughs) hey, listener, um, where we can learn more about God and who he created us to be and why he created the world how it is and the story of man just all these all these ways we can learn about that in this day and age that we're living in is a blessing sometimes a curse but you can make it a blessing if you want to mm-hmm. yeah so this idea of like the it's like so wide open for like whatever after you leave here I don't know if you ever considered that like while you were in your last semester but that is something that I have been thinking a lot about going into my last semester here and the idea of like going and getting a job and like being on my own or whatever is sometimes very very scary and like whenever you start a new thing it's scary coming into college I was really scared and intimidated and same with high school but now at the end of college I'm comfortable here I really like the community that I've found and like the routine that I'm like that I'm in the swing of and so leaving all of that is scary what what are your thoughts on that for how that was for you yeah it was scary you know I was also involved with focus during my time here and that you know, prayer life and discipleship and things like that are very structured. And the schedule, um, like you said, in college, you have more freedom, but you get used to that community and that 
comfort zone that you're in. And I think um, something to take comfort in is I have learned that in life, we need to plan to be surprised. And it sounds cliche, I know, but in all aspects of life, there are going to be things that feel uncomfortable and that we aren't expecting and that don't go our way or that go a different way than we thought they were going to. Um, so just planning to be surprised and also trusting, trust, trust, trust. I'll say it again. Trust that God has you where you need to be because if you can't trust in that, what can you trust in? Mm-hmm. Truly. He is the only sure thing in our lives. And so really clinging to him and just just sitting with that daily, even if you think you're where you're supposed to be, <laughs> daily sit with him and pray about that and ask, Lord, how are you asking me to grow in this season? I feel like for me personally, I'm in a very transitional season of life. And so I can't really get into the groove of that community like you're saying. And I think that maybe what scares people leaving this this comfortable place in this comfortable season of college in a way, but sitting with that and embracing growth, because that's ultimately how you become who you're going to be is you embrace the uncomfortable parts, embrace the awkward parts and the parts you feel are not what you planned. Because you're not the one planning it. It's actually him. And that has been a long learning process (laughs) for me that I'm still working on. Yep. But it can be so easy for me and probably for a lot of people that when we're worried, um, it's it's tempting to like spend more time trying to take control and spend more time like like let me try to make it my make it work how I want it to work and kind of forget to go to prayer but really prioritizing that and trusting that he is going to provide something he's going to take care of us he's a good father yep I was thinking about this I was as I was driving here, just how much of a sheep I am right now. <laughs> Explain. I, like I said, I'm in that very transitional season of life, and I feel honestly like Jesus is just there as the good shepherd being like, Rose, get back here, like, Rose come over here, Rose, don't run off the cliff. Like, <laughs> not that I've not that I've run off any metaphorical cliffs <laughs> lately, but um, just that wandering and that searching deep within, but at the same time having the brain of a sheep. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, exactly like you said. I'm not the one planning it out. And the more I tell myself that, Mm. the more I am just like given this image of Jesus as the good shepherd. I don't know where I'm going, but I know I have someone good and faithful 
and sure and sturdy who is going to get me there if I surrender myself to him. Something else that I wanted to bring up with you is the expectation that a lot of us set for ourselves that right out of college, we're going to have the dream job. Um, I just, when I was younger, I kind of assumed that's how it would go is like, yeah, I'll, I'll have enough experience and knowledge. College is going to teach me everything and I'll be able to start with um, whatever I want to do. And this is not the case. How how did you face that expectation and any advice for setting it aside? I think that applying for jobs after you leave school is great. But I also think that the world pushes this idea of your dream school, your dream job on us so much that it doesn't leave very much room for a conversation. Hmm with God about what that dream should look like. Like you can dream you have chosen your major of something that you feel your heart is made to do, that you're passionate about, that you're good at. Grace, you are so good at this and so good at what you've chosen to major in. And I think sometimes God just knows and knows when to say, not yet. This is not the time for this dream that you have. And I don't claim to know it all. <laughs> I don't claim to know when down the line that dream is going to come to pass and come true for you. But I know that even if that specific dream job that you and that people listening want out of college doesn't happen right away, what is better for you is coming. What is best for you is coming. Mm. Yeah, I can speak from personal experience. You know, my dream job, quote unquote dream job, has always been Broadway. And I think that sometimes unrealistic dreams are so fun. <laughs> like, it's so fun to get in that mindset of, oh, what if... What if I move to New York? What if I'm on Broadway and just enjoying that fast-paced lifestyle and performing, which is what I love? And then there's other times when I think, I would hate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would not like to be removed from my family. But in my mind, that's, that's a dream that I've had. Mm -hmm. There's also lots of people have dreams of what their vocation is supposed to be especially after graduation you know oh ring by spring we gotta get that mrs degree <laughs> i can tell you as a 23 year old single woman that i am happy and thriving <laughs> even after i've earned my degree mm -hmm. and don't have someone that god has placed in my life for that purpose yet praying praying about that vocation Is so good. Yes, I... I don't know if you could speak to that at all. Great. I can speak to that <laughs> because, like, I guess my dream job, quote unquote, for the longest time is, like, I want to start a Catholic media studio. I want to make 
really good movies. I want to move hearts and change lives with stories. But I think deeper than that, my desire is for a certain vocation for like marriage and family life. And even deeper than that desire is a desire for the Lord. So yeah, he might not fulfill that specific like surface level dream that I have of making Catholic movies, but there are so many deeper desires. Like that desire of making Catholic movies, that's a desire for goodness, truth, and beauty. Ultimately, that's found in Jesus. So he may not fulfill it that way, but I know that he is going to fill like all of the deepest desires of my heart. Right. Yeah. Getting to the root of why your dream job is what it is, why your vocation is what it is. um, It's kind of similar to getting to the root of your sins. Mm getting to what you're longing for through those sins that you struggle with on a daily basis or, you know, however often (laughs) you have to go to confession in that examination of conscience, you're thinking about, well, what is my desire? And if you've never done that, I encourage you to do so because ultimately, as you said, deep down, our desire is to be fulfilled And the only thing that's going to fill our hearts with what it needs is the Lord. So my Broadway dream, my dream of being a wife and mother, maybe someday those vocations are good and healthy to dream about. But ultimately getting to the root of why I'm dreaming about them is what you need to do in your prayer, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, if you're in your last semester of college or your last year of college or what, what have you start thinking about it now and just think about those desires and say, if this specific dream doesn't happen right away, number one, I'm still left with my relationship with the Lord. So how can I work on that every single day? And number two, get to the root of those desires and say, what is, you know, one small way today that I can move someone's heart, that I can fulfill this desire in a small way, but in a meaningful way, because those big dreams are made in small ways. And if you get that fulfillment from living, you know, those talents, those gifts, and sharing them with other people how you want to, you are on the right track to achieving your dream job. And ultimately, our dream job, quote unquote, I feel like that's the fourth time we said that, (laughs) our dream job is to be a saint. Mm. That's what, as I was driving here, that was ultimately what I came to my realization of is my dream job is to be a saint. And you can dream about what you want to be the patron saint of (laughs) and how in that, in living to achieve that dream of heaven and being someone that other people can look to of your life, how you are always seeking the Lord 
through your specific God-given talents and gifts is, you know, more than I could ever ask for to achieve on this earth. And that's why we're not meant to do it here. Mm -hmm. I'm such a big fan of St. Therese and like her little way to holiness. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, using the gifts he's given us to evangelize in little ways and work towards that dream job of sainthood that's another thing i wanted to ask is like how have you found slash maintained a good communal life after being at newman i have two very dear friends who i met here at the newman center and i feel like we've done a very good job of keeping in touch and not just like hanging out, you know, once a month because we are in different cities now, but also touching base on each other's prayer lives, which is really important because that's kind of the Catholic community that you find here at Newman is we care about other people's souls as well as that just surface level friendship. And so I feel like the two other women that I'm walking with are incredible at checking in and making sure I'm doing good (laughs) on my journey to heaven and that I'm checking in on them as well as often as I can. Finding those people that you know are going to be in your city, you know, maybe you're not finding a brand new community after leaving Newman. Maybe you're not moving to a totally different city. Maybe you have a couple of people you know are staying in the city that you are currently in, um, start a Bible study with them. Make sure that you are maintaining that community with them as often as you can. I think that, like you said, maintenance of those friendships, if they're as deep and, you know, you know that those people you're really close friends with are not just seasonal friends, like you feel that they're lifelong friends seek opportunities to continue hanging out and seeking the Lord together. Yeah, there's no need to like burn bridges and like completely fresh start. Yeah, it's one thing if, if things slowly fade away and that's nobody's fault but time Mm -hmm. and distance. And if that happens, just know that that's okay. Um, If, Neither of you feel like you are supposed to be in each other's lives for more than the season of college. That is okay. Continue to pray for that person when and if they ask for it, but be okay with some friendships are seasonal and some are lifelong and pray to discern which those are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like that you mentioned that um, you have your two close friends that you talk about your prayer life and like you just just catch up um that's the other thing I am a typical introvert (laughs) so to me I feel like it sounds bad to say it but I feel like if I have my two close friends that are really solid and helping me grow and that I can see on a reasonable basis um and support you know through text and facetime and whatever I feel like I don't need more than that. 
but that's i mean that's just me personally if you're a person who loves to be surrounded by people obviously if you're that outgoing and extroverted you will seek that out right yeah there's tons there's tons of like young adult groups um at different parishes i think one in this area is like the frasati group that a lot of people join yep um yeah it just personal preference i guess but even if you do join that big group i think it's still a good idea to have like your close friends that you're kind of doing um that just that same discipleship with so yeah talking um sticking with like the theme of prayer how does your prayer life look different now uh since like maybe it's a different routine not being on campus and just walking to Newman to pray before 5:30 mass or whatever you did. Yeah. I think my mornings are my time for prayer and especially working a 9 to 5 and getting home and then most days I'm teaching lessons in the evenings. So I feel like my mornings are my designated time now and I've gotten into a really great routine of waking up, getting my cup of coffee, and opening scripture. And I just want to encourage those who are who are fearful or worried that they're maybe not doing prayer right if they're not directly in front of the Eucharist, that that is a lie from Satan. You can get that out of your head because you you are given so many tools and it's wonderful it's beautiful to be in front of the eucharist but if that's not the case we have jesus is the word of god and we have the word of god in scripture at our disposal daily mm-hmm. number one if you don't own a bible get one you should get a bible <laughs> you should have one <laughs> especially if you're graduating <laughs> yeah um, from college but we have that on our phones as well um i personal story i asked for the what bible did we get for christmas um <laughs> esv I think, english, oh, standard english standard version. version yes so that's what i asked for for christmas um because the bible i had previously and throughout college was given to me from a dear friend who i walked with for a while um and she was an older lady <laughs> and she gave me one of her bibles which i still have i treasure it i mean there's no denying that it was the word of god and the stories of christ's life and the gospels and truth um but i was seeking this different translation because um part of my prayer at the moment is the psalms Mm. and so i wanted a better translation for me to follow the psalms i'm on psalm 74 Um, do one a day as part of my prayer routine um and so yeah that that scriptural element is super super important and finding a translation that you like and that really speaks to you um and also doing some research into what translations are good before you purchase your bible is important (laughs) and maybe talking to a priest or speaking with somebody who knows about the translations of the bible before you get your Mm -hmm. 
maybe lifelong Bible. Yeah. <laughs> is good. Good practice. Um, but yeah, my prayer life looks like a lot of Psalms and then truly just a lot of silence. And mornings, I feel like for me, are the best time to do that because if I try to do it in the evening, it's chaos in my brain. It's thinking about, oh, what am I going to pack for lunch tomorrow? And, oh, this person said this at work. And though these clients came into work and were really cute or were really crouchy or, you know, whatever, <laughs> all those things kind of flood up my mind. So I love doing it in the morning and taking that time of silence and of quieting my heart and making it um, ready for the day ahead and also that gratitude for all the blessings that I have. Because like I said, I'm in transition in this season and it doesn't, it may not seem like that, you know, you think, oh, I'm graduating, this is going to be final, but hold your horses. (laughs) (laughs) Plan to be surprised and um, just be grateful every day. I think gratitude has been something I've worked on a lot in prayer and something that's really important when you are not sure what the next step is. Just being grateful for the season you're in. Yeah, a while ago I did a little devotional by Emily Wilson and there was a chapter in there that was about like giving your mornings to God like giving him your first fruits and over breaks when I you know haven't been staying up super late every night doing homework or like hanging out with people I love going to like the 815 St. Teresa's Mass and then praying afterwards there is something really peaceful and beautiful about starting the day with God and it um it's good for discipline so it's not like I can put it off until like way later um so yeah I think it's a good habit again I'm not perfect at this (laughs) and if you thought weekends are hard to do it in college when you don't have that nine to five to wake up for on Saturday (laughs) you don't wake up for anything Saturday (laughs) well I I do but it's harder for me to pray it's that's been my continual struggle mm-hmm. saturdays saturdays are also hard Getcha. for me now yeah. so really being intentional and noticing those um moments when you can be more disciplined mm-hmm. and knowing that you know it doesn't have to be perfect i don't have to do it right at seven fifteen every day mm-hmm. and knowing that if i give my my day to god whatever time it is and give that time to build a relationship with him that's what's happening i'm building a relationship whether it's at 7 a.m or 7 p.m you know yes yeah the consistency so one last point i wanted to cover is this is the comparison game because some people do start with like the exact job they wanted or they get married right out of college and so it's really easy to look at them and be like i'm not there and i want to be how has jesus affirmed that you are where he wants you right now and what are like you talked about like gratitude what are the good things about the past eight months of adjustment i as i was talking about earlier i have two really close friends that i've stayed in touch with and 
Um, we are all three in very different seasons of life. Um, and I, I think that seeing how we are practicing in those three seasons, not comparing each other. And <laughs> I think that seeing how those women are living out their season and how they're um, producing good fruits and how I'm doing the same thing in my season has just affirmed that I'm where I'm supposed to be and that I have the opportunity to cheer them on. You know, my dear friend Elise is getting married, shout out, (laughs) (laughs) Um, to her wonderful fiance in June. And um, I was asked to be a bridesmaid, which is so fun. The first of many, hopefully, um, opportunities to do that. Um, But really just seeing the beauty of their relationship. And yes, I do have that desire in my heart that's like, I, I want that for myself, you know, I, not from an envious point, just seeing how deeply they care about each other and saying that hopefully that's where I am someday. But right now I am so blessed that I get to celebrate that, celebrate that for them and, um, witness how they are living their vocation so beautifully. Um, and I have another friend who is in graduate school and sort of, not that I wish I was in school anymore, but like, you know, seeing how much she is continuing to learn in a structured setting. I'm a very type A person, so I do crave structure, which I've been able to um, create for myself post-college, and that's important if that's something you're seeking, um, just making it happen however you can. Um, but yeah, seeing her discover new things about what she wants to do with her career has been beautiful too. So I think, as I said before, gratitude for where I'm at, but also gratitude that I get to witness and walk with them in their different journeys. Now, I think comparison is such a huge part of college culture, right? Especially if you're trying to live, as you said in your intro, in this Catholic faith and be a, a faithful Catholic who is living in the world, but not of the world in our secular college culture, that comparison is huge. Um, we feel left out. We f- have fear of missing out when people are doing things. And I think that in the season that I'm in right now, I'm so grateful that that isn't a part of my comparison, that I'm not surrounded by, I don't know, people who are partying and living a lifestyle that I'm not seeking, but is expected of me. Um, And so, but I'm sure there are still pitfalls being in like, not necessarily a Catholic environment, being in your work environment and maybe like smaller, pettier things like office gossip or whatever Mm -hmm. like there are still temptations but I guess it's not as extreme yeah I feel like in college there's that lifestyle comparison yeah um and yeah I'm surrounded frankly I am surrounded on a daily basis by you know five married women (laughs) (laughs) so when they're talking about their husbands it's not like 
I don't feel a little bit sad that that's not what I get to be in on the discussion of, right? Um, and that is that is their lifestyle. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. Jesus has just really, really affirmed that this is where I'm supposed to be. I feel a lot of peace. And eight months later, like if you would have asked me in May what I was doing after I graduate, ooh, I had a panic attack. <laughs> you, That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> you got an earful. <laughs> so if you would have told me eight months ago, hey, it's going to be okay. You're not going to be where you maybe thought you were when you were a freshman in college and were all wide-eyed and excited about the world. But you're like that inner peace, right? That deep joy is how I feel. Um, yeah, that just comparison of happiness and joy that we always, you know, hear about happiness is temporary and joy is something that lives within no matter what scenario you're in. I think that peace and joyfulness are two fruits of the Holy Spirit that I've been really, really blessed with in this season that I'm in right now. And maybe it wasn't something that I was expecting, but it's something that I needed and that I've been given. And I'm so mm. grateful. Do you want to close us in a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, I just ask you to look into the hearts of our listeners, and especially of those who are, like Grace, in their last part of their college career, I ask that you would affirm their dreams. I ask that you would walk with them and give them a sense of peace that you will work all things together for good. I pray that they would just continue to listen to your voice of the direction you want them to go, the people you want them to keep in their lives and the vocation that you have planned for them. Lord, you know that no matter what season we're in, there is going to be temptations. Lord, you were tempted when you were here on earth. But we just ask that we would have the grace and the strength to say no to the temptations of the world and to say yes to your beautiful, beautiful call, your beautiful call for our dream job to be saints and to be with you forever. And we just give all glory to you for all the many blessings we have as we say, glory be to, to the, the Father, and to the, the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and ever shall be, world without, without end. end. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father and the, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Rose, thank you so much for being here and sharing your heart and your advice with us. 
You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Just know all you listeners out there that I'm praying for you and that (laughs) I have you on my heart, especially if you're in this transition and fearful of this next season. You are right where God needs you to be. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure to follow Catholic in College on social media and subscribe to the podcast to get notified about new episodes. Finally, remember that you're never alone in your faith. Until next episode, let's all keep striving to be open, be present, and be loved.